This is a pot star production. You know, and the other thing is I actually have to like find time in my busy schedule to like go to FedEx and like put stuff in a box, you know? Oh, I, but you know what? That is literally the worst thing to go to the mailbox or like to the post office, to go to UPS, to go to FedEx. It's, you're like, you look for ways that it'll magically disappear from your car and find its way to <laughs> something, but it's, and then you just keep looking and it's like days in. Like I had your shit to send like a week and a half before I even sent it. I was just like, I just broke down one day. I couldn't look at the box anymore. Dude, so I made these AS, these cool ASCS Yeti mugs for a meeting that I threw last year that I'm throwing again in April. And Ron Navarro couldn't make it, but I made a mug for him. I was like, oh, bro, I got you. Don't worry. Give me your address. And then, like, I thought I sent it to him. And then, like, a couple of weeks ago, I was doing uh, the dishes. And I was like, wait, I got two mugs? I was like, how did I get two mugs? And then I was just like, oh, shit, I never sent it to Ron. It's been a whole you- year. And then the when you year. see him, you got to be like, dude, you get that mug? And he's like, no, yeah. I never got that mug. You're like, dude, I don't know what happened. <laughs> yeah, it's not going to work when I use this as the cold open. He's going to know now. Yeah, well, he's going to know now. Trying to get a lot of dough. Anything is possible. Turn me up in the headphone. Yeah. Trying to get a lot of dough and dirt the water obstacles, cause anything is possible. Yeah. Oh man, I got a lot of gold. Stack that bread and vomit nose. Anything is possible. Yeah. What's up, everybody? It's your boy Cuff Daddy. We're back at it again on I'm a Pot Star, Not a Doctor, where we bullshit, fuck around, and you might actually learn something. It's uh, your boy Cuff Daddy and my co host, the American Pharaoh. Dude, so you know what happened to me today? It was actually kind of like a star moment, I guess. <laughs> but oh, one of my patients uh, I operated on and, you know, he couldn't have, uh, he was trying to get surgery done for his biceps and nobody wanted to do it because it was really chronic. And he came to see me. I was like, oh, bro, I got this. So, you know, I took him to surgery, fixed his bicep, piece of cake, gave him pictures. He came in, he loves it and he's doing well. And he's like, yo, I looked you up online and... I saw your podcast, bro. He's like, what's up, Cuff Daddy? (laughs) And I was like, what? (laughs) So I was like, whoa, this thing's kind of blowing up uh, out of proportion now. What's going on here? You know, it's funny. It's uh, I I often when we now do things um, and we post stuff online, I'll tag us as, you know, within it. And it's funny how many people are finding my personal page by way of the Podstar page. And so now I'm like getting people DMing me and like, hey, I like your vibe, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, where'd you? And I, and I kind of like trace it back. They're not following me. They're actually following the Podstar page. So it's like, what is happening right now? I, I'm very- what, ha- what? You think that this is going to be our job now? You know, <laughs> I'm, I'm not opposed to it. I mean, if we sign some <laughs> sort of $100 million each thing- you know, for the three of us, so three hundred nah. million for on Spotify. I'm in. I'm good. No, I would never give up doing surgery, man. I like it too much. Stop. It's fun. If, stop. 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 If somebody gave you a hundred million dollars, says you can't operate anymore, you would say, "I'm going to keep operating and give up a hundred million. That's generational wealth. Wait, could I operate for free, like in other countries, and like sure. donate my services still? Why not? Have a field. Oh, yeah. That's what I would do. That's exactly what I would do. Cool. I would do that with you. But it's like, if this became our job, I mean, I don't know. Maybe you could do both. If I hit the lotto, I'm donating my services. I'm I'm going to different countries and doing shoulder replacements on people who can't afford it and stuff like that. And just like do that. Like Oprah, that, would, that would be you awesome. You get a shoulder. You get a shoulder. You, <laughs> you get, a, get shoulder. a shoulder. Everybody gets a shoulder. <laughs> Let's just drop shoulders from the helicopter. They're like, oh, this shit hurts. Oh no! Then that, now you got to get a neurosurgeon for all the like closed head injuries you <laughs> caused. Don't do that. Don't drop them out of a helicopter, please. I don't know. No, I'm not going to quit if, my day job. I'm not quitting my if, day job. But but what if you did that? What if like you started on this path? You thought you were on the right track. 
we happen with you know this whole podcast and then shit blows up i mean i we're starting to see some of the benefits of it that we never even expected which is crazy and we for it, sure have 10 listeners at least at and they're least. consistent at least at least at least <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy i mean but i was i was just like i said in san francisco and it it was wild because uh, I had more people come up to me and say, hey, I love your podcast. And they said, hey, I love the talk you gave today. <laughs> it was crazy. <laughs> Maybe your talk sucked. What did you talk you know, about? Hey, you know what? Fuck you. Because <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, this is actually so sweet. This guy walks out. I'm talking to another guy I know. And he walks up to me and he says, that inter- that instructional course lecture that you guys just did was amazing. I said, oh, thank you. And it was about, it was cool because um, there's a surgeon from Detroit, Stephanie Mu, that set it up. And she had Dr. Mahata and Dr. Kim, so from Korea and Japan, come in. And I was asked to speak for like the American experience on irreparable rotator cuff tears. And so... It was a great talk. And I mean, I really enjoyed listening to like what the rest of the world does. We had a full room. And then this guy later on, like two hours later, sees me in the hallway. And he says, I've been coming to these meetings for 40 years. And that by far was the best ICL I've ever been to. And I was like, I go, great. I go, I go, did you fall asleep during my part? Because the other guys are great. And uh, (laughs) he goes, no, no, you guys were awesome. I was like, great. So I actually text stephanie because she was so nervous that it wasn't received very well i'm like no I, I think it was received very well yeah dude i know i've seen some of your talks are good there's a lot of people i like just listening you know to them speak their you know their energy and then just trying to learn something so um i think you probably had a good crew i'm sure it was great it was great i i uh, you know it's i'm not gonna toot your horn too much but your talk i think it might have been last year in miami when you were talking about how you fix your subscap, you were so <laughs> yeah. passionate. And I was like, oh, was. even though even though I don't do it just like that, I'm like, this dude's like he's feeling it when he's when he's fixing that subscap. It's a good repair. I like it. <laughs> you know, I mean, because it, it, like, you know, I came up with like the, the way that I do it and it works really well. And, you know, I I do a lot of stuff like how Merzion does or like if or Paul Sethi shows me how to do stuff or if I pick up something. I, I'm sure you, I, you know, I, I do latter J stuff like kind of you do. So I pick up little things here and there. Um, I, you know, I don't know. I guess I'm passionate. I'm a nerd when it comes to the shoulder stuff. Like I'm I working know. on my talk already and it's not for three months, but I just, you know, I'm sure like you do. I just I want it to be good. Like if, if you're going to give me an opportunity to talk, like I want to teach somebody something. I want it to be entertaining and, and I want to get feedback on it. Right. And and I just it's a growth experience. I like it. And then so I'm sure that's why your talks are probably so good, just because you kind of put effort into it. You don't like have your fellow make it or something. Right. I, I mean, I <laughs> if I ever have a fellow do any of it or a resident do any of it, I'm like, here are the papers I want you to find. Just give me a slide for each of those papers. And then what I'll do is I'll clean it up from there. I'll put a beginning and end, kind of like our show. I mean, they do the, this, and then I like massage it and tweak it, and it's, it becomes Bobby in, in his editing. But what's interesting about the talks, like we were just talking about social media, is social media, you just put it out there. You know, you and then you, you you may look at the likes and say, oh, it was received pretty well. OK, cool. But you don't know, like, did the person smile? Did the person, you know, look at you, flip you off while you're giving the talk? You don't know. So one of the nice things about actually being on that podium and seeing the response is just that actually real time. What is happening with your audience versus it's just out there and you're just kind of like, who knows what it does? But at the same time, if you engage with somebody through social media, you actually can move way more people than the you know 500 in your room because you might have thousands of followers that are like, you know, Cuff Daddy said this today. And yeah, it's a nice platform. And that's yeah. why, you know, I try to watch what I say in case, you know, I'm giving advice or whatever. So 
I think the platform is great. And if you, if you have a positive uh, Instagram page where you promote like, you know, wellness or whatever it is that you do, I think uh, it's very powerful. No, I think it's great. And it's funny you say that because on a flight last year to go give a talk, I met such a person and she's our guest tonight. And Katie Martin is just really interesting. I mean, she's got a great story. I think we're going to dig into how she started as a photographer. Now she's into social media, she's into wellness, makeup. She's a model. She's all kinds of things. And, you know, it's funny because what I'm just going to leave it as this. What if we become pod stars, not doctors? We already are that. Oh, okay, cool. All right. <laughs> so tonight's crazy. I mean, I I keep meeting people on flights, and it kind of goes along with what we were just talking about. But Katie Martin, I, I looked at her. She has this cool vibe. She got this short hair. She got this like great facial structure, perfect makeup. She was like, she was just ready. I don't know for what, but she was just ready. And then as I she just stays said, ready. No, it stays ready. And so she was on the flight with me. And I think if I remember right, she was going to Australia and going to meet one of her girlfriends at another airport and where our flight was delayed. It was kind of a mess, but we hit it off. We were talking. And then just by chance, we exchanged in like our Instagrams. And she's like, I'm looking at her. I'm like, holy shit. She's like a makeup mentor, an independent style advocate. She's a Wilhelmina model out of New York. So, you know, we, we talked for maybe an hour and a half before our next flight, but I'm excited to talk to her tonight because as I've watched her IG, it's crazy the stuff she does. She's all over the place. Nutrition, makeup, like style, you name it, she's doing it. So let's bring her on. Hi. What's up, fellas? What's up? How are you? Can you hear me? We can. I'm good. How's it going? We're doing great. I, I remember I, I sat I, next to you. Do you remember? I I do remember. Of course I remember. <laughs> I DM'd you last week. What are we talking about? That's we're why talking. she's on the show. Yes, we're talking about. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing here about. at all, so but we. We don't we don't do anything but bullshit. But I'm actually excited to have you on the show because I know we have a lot of female listeners, my wife included. Uh, so I'm really excited to to hear about your wellness stuff. You know, I don't know if you probably don't listen to our podcast, but you know, I'm plant based. I've and- been trying to I've been trying to piece it together. The the <laughs> it's romance <random>. a little <laughs> bit. Good luck with that. We're, that's that's pretty much how Bobby edits it. He pieces it together because it's bullshit, and we just like kind of put it together and <laughs> and we figure it out. Sweet. Well, I'm excited to be here. I'm I'm happy to bullshit with anyone anytime. So. <laughs> so let's start with our origin. I mean, you and I were sat next to each other on a flight. I think if I remember right, you were going to Australia. Is that yeah, right? I was going to Fiji, but I was in That's Australia right. briefly also. That's and, right. And <laughs> that, that flight was a literal shit show because oh. it almost didn't make it because someone clogged the toilet. <laughs> Yes. It wasn't me, that? wasn't you. Wasn't either. And of I us. was like, nothing on my itinerary can get messed up. I had like 30 hours of travel that all started with that one little pedal jump from Santa Rosa Beach to Atlanta. It was like a 45 minute flight. And I'm like, someone is gonna clog this toilet and just throw the whole I had like six flights and I'm like, this is a t- <laughs> this is gonna go so bad. <laughs> but it well, didn't. With- What's funny is I flew down that morning to Destin yeah. for a meeting. Yeah. So I flew through Atlanta, landed in Destin, got in a car, went and gave my talk, got back in a car, got back to the airport. I literally was on the ground for maybe three and a half hours and I was back out and I, it was crazy. I, all I know is I sat down and this gentleman <laughs> that like had this Armani suit on oh, and dude. a man bun. <laughs> Just sat his ass next to me, and I was like, "This is crazy." And you were very friendly, so we 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 broke the bread, and it was fine. It was a good conversation, and uh, you know, well, the a good, best a good is, flight. 
When we landed in Atlanta, what was really funny is we both ran. We did. And, and you kind of, and so her wellness started there. So I'm in a suit. I'm in dress shoes. I'm trying to run. I got my like bag with me and a, and a, uh, and my backpack and I'm trying to run and I'm trying to weave through people. She's in like sweats and yeah. like comfortable long, shoes long travel day. Yeah. and she's yelling at me to pick up the pace she's yelling at me like <laughs> knees to chest. she's like knees to chest let's go i'm like dude we're not in the gym yes yes that was so great it was so great oh the memories oh it was a core memory from the from the jump yeah for we the gotta whole get- like- 45 minutes we've known each other so it's perfect <laughs> we gotta get we gotta get sharif on your yoga kit can you train him i'm trying to get him to exercise he doesn't oh. believe in wellness are you kidding <laughs> you know i did i started listening to your um so i do know about your your dan that you like do like the, the you eat roots I, I listened to like a part of a podcast where you're talking about all this voodoo that you're doing. All I do is I just don't eat animals. I tried not to. That's so all. So you're fully plant-based. And are you in LA? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I'm piecing it all together. Are you a shoulder guy too? Yes. Only shoulders? Oh, shoulder level. Yeah. We're both Shoulders shoulder are- guys. Okay. Okay. So I just, I needed to clarify a few little things. And how did you guys meet? Here I am interviewing you. I love this. So we love do- we're very like academic. So we have like a national platform. We go to meetings and give yeah. lectures and, yeah. and do the whole professional vibe. And then, but we also like to fuck around. And so me and Sharif kind of like, we just decided we wanted to fuck around yeah. and show our personal side and hang out with friends on the internet and record it. That's so good. That's so good. <laughs> In fact, when we were on the plane, we were talking about social media and like, how do you, you know, sort of separate yourself from the pack? And I think that everybody in our society is just obsessed with being voyeuristic and they want to pull back the curtain and meet the wizard. So the more of you guys that you can put into your brand, the more you'll attract, you know, all the right people to your circle. So I love that you've done this. It's so great. Well, the best part is, is if nobody listens, I still want to do this because Danny is yeah. too goddamn funny to not. Yeah, talk to you it. guys have great ke- like online chemistry and like you it really it is very entertaining. And this, so I listened to that part about your wellness, but I also listened to the part about who would you pl- who would play you in your movie, and it's Joe Ma- Joe Manganiello. You know him? He was no. married to Sofia Vergara. He's got the man bun and the whole thing, the beard. He's got to play <laughs> you. You got to look him up. So it's really he's Italian, funny. not Egyptian, but either way, he would. He's your oh, guy. Oh, you're talking about me. Oh, you, okay, got it, got yes, it. yes, yes. I know it, who you're talking jo- about. And what's yes, funny? Yes, that's your guy. What's that's really guy. interesting? You bring that up. So Sophia is now dating one of our buddies, who's an orthopedic <laughs> surgeon out in LA. Yeah, no, our friend Justin. Yeah, that's crazy. So, yeah. well, there you go. Yeah, it is <laughs> you're, you're already two two Kevin Bacon's away from that. Oh Christ! Situation. I I don't need I don't need Kevin Bacon's. I need cuff daddies. Like how many <laughs> cuff daddies away are you from knowing? How somebody? many cuff daddies? I love it. Well, that's so t- cool. So yes, you, you you so you don't exercise at all? No, I nothing. Of course I exercise. I was gonna say. <laughs> how do you? How do you? We just how talk do you shit. sign your prescriptions and not exercise? That's doesn't no, add I up. My breath when I try to sign. So <laughs> no, he plays problem. basketball. He plays sports, like real sports. No, I, I, I still Peloton. <clears throat> I yeah. actually, my youngest loves yoga, so I do the best I can. Her, my favorite position is shavasana. Yeah, you know, so I can lay down. Again. <laughs> that's the hardest one for me. <laughs> yeah. See, honestly, that's really interesting. I want to dig into that in a little bit because. Yeah. You know, it's that whole mindfulness part. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's the part that's so interesting because I've always been athletic. I've always worked out. But the hardest part for me is the brain. And oh, yeah. My brain is an absolute fucking gone If I'm, if I'm honest show. about the whole yoga community. Oh, sorry. No, no, no. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. Well, it, there's a little bit of like masochism, I think, in the yoga in my opinion, because I I went through teacher training. So I, I can like teach classes and I have taught classes. And I remember some of my teachers and my gurus saying that it's all mind game. It's all mind because when your body is like screaming to get out of a position, it's your mind that can keep you there. 
your mind can be like, I can do anything for 10 seconds, you know, like this is 10 seconds of my life, right? So 10 breaths, five breaths, two breaths, I can stay. And so you're almost like inviting the pain (laughs) and making friends with the pain and staying in the pain. But really it's about submitting. It's about, you know, surrender. And the real yoga is the practice of just showing up and being there. It's not about nailing any one position or like mastering anything. It's just the journey itself. So which I think you can be masochistic about it and be like, I can do this. It's so painful. I want to get better at it because I think I still don't think about it the way like you're supposed to with yoga. I still think about it like lifting and it's like, and there's a huge difference with your brain. It's like, I'm going to do this. And if it's bad form, you're like, ah, shit, that I should be done with this set because it's not great form. Whereas you know, you're every instructor in yoga is like, you know what, if you can't do this, modify it. They're telling you just yeah. do your best. Yeah, And not like, every lift, p- posture will be available to you every single time. Like there are some days you'll go and you're like, my hamstrings feel great. And then there's some days you're like, I couldn't touch my t- toes if you laid hundred dollar bills on the floor. Like there's just no way. So, you know, it's, it's, again, it's about like, focusing on the breath and focusing, but it's very difficult to do that. I, I played competitive athletics my whole life too. So I was always like, where's the guy that's going to come out of the background saying faster, stronger, harder, go, 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 you know? And that was hard for me to just be like, this is really different. (laughs) This is way weird. Um, it's pretty slow. It's hard for me, especially because I'm pretty hyper. Um, I, so I did it for a while, but you know, I, I recently, I have a little, I have a micro, a micro former at my house. So I've been yeah. trying to get into Pilates and that's hard as shit. It is hard. Sorry. But I like it. Dogs. It's more core, less flexibility, yeah. but more core. And I care about my core. Yeah. <laughs> my, my, uh, I'm so sorry that my dogs are barking right now. Oh, I I'm going to go. Sh- Do you guys care if I shut the door so they don't come no, back go in? For it. They're go for French it. bulldogs. You have a French bulldog? Uh, two Frenchies and a Mastiff. I have two Frenchies. They're complete shitheads. Hold on. <laughs> dude, my Frenchies are the shit, dude. I kind of want to get another one, but I feel sad. They're old. One's okay. seven, one's eight. I feel bad that if I get another one now, they're going to like be sad. It's dumb and dumb up in here. <laughs> you know, I actually, I have a an Australian, Australian miniature Labradoodle who's great, Felix, but I want to get a Frenchie. Actually, I want to get an English, but they're just sloppy and lazy so the frenchies at least have some energy i just don't think i could just sit there not much though (laughs) not much energy i know but it's more than an english bulldog they just sit there drool and lay in their spit yeah you'll get a lot of slobber yeah with an english yeah i had i had a great dane before i had them and she was like she would shake and the slobber would be all over the walls you know and i have that it was like, <laughs> it's like glue. It's like, every, it's, it's everywhere. It's like on the television. And you're like, you're like someone oh, what comes are those? over and you're like, oh, don't worry about that. What are those brown that? spots? What are those things? And nothing gets them out. It's nasty. No, no, no. Yeah. How old's oh, your Mastiff? Man. Mine, uh, Hefe's going to be four in March 25th. Hefe. I have, love that. I have a birthday party for him and everything. Get him like a cake and stuff. Well, he's, he's taller than you, so you should probably yeah, have a birthday party. He's taller than me. uh yeah i mean he's good he matches my energy speaking of energy i you know i really like your instagram and you know speak we were talking about social media earlier and like it's good and it's bad and i'm kind of like in between i like it and i love it i don't want to be obsessed with it but i I really like yours like how do you stay involved with it and make it it's so professional oh well thank you i i mean i've been at it a little while so um Gosh, I think one of the things that I really kind of got very clear on very early on is that it's a two-way conversation. And if you want to build community, it's about listening to the people that are there as much as it is about talking to them. And the more that they feel seen and part of the conversation, then the more they'll return and want to you know, remain like loyal, I guess is what you want to want to say. Um so I ask them lots of questions about what they think about things that are important to me, things that are part of like the brand. And 
the more that I listen to them, they really give me all the answers in terms of like what kind of content I should be putting out there. Now, a lot of it is obviously, you know, what I want, you know, what I, what is important to me and, and the sort of the brand categories that are, are me. Um, but relevant to those categories, I always ask them for their input and their feedback. And I think that what they know when I'm listening to them, cause I'm trying to problem solve for them. So that's a, that's a big key, I think. So Katie, and I was let's a photographer go- for a long time too. So as far as like the, the quality of the photos and videos and stuff like that, I'm a giant nerd and I own a lot of gear and a lot of lighting. And so, you know, well, Katie, that's what I was going to ask you about. Cause I remember when we sat next to each other, we talked and you said you're a photographer. So like, how do you go from photographer? So you're behind the camera to in front of the camera and then just like, not only go in front of the camera, but just like get all over, meaning you're doing the, the makeup, you're doing the stylist yeah. and then all just like you're like, we just said the yoga, the mindfulness, like how do how do you get from a to probably like, that's like G or F? Yeah. Well, so when I was a photographer at the beginning of my photography career, I was a photographer for almost 14 years. I, I didn't know what my like g- niche or genre was. So I just did everything I, until I figured out what, what really was the most important to me. And, um, in the midst of kind of shooting lots of family portraits, I kind of really got dialed into like the mom's energy during the photo shoot, which was like a lot of please don't point that camera at me, which just broke my heart because I just couldn't understand why they would go to all these lengths and these massive like just tossing so much resource my way to like book me in advance and make sure everything was absolutely perfect outfits, spotless, kids fed, nap time, all the things like, you know, it was just such an orchestrated thing that for them to come on to like the shoot day and have one hour with me. And then the minute that I point the camera at them, they're like, what the fuck are you doing? Get that thing out of my face. And they wouldn't want to get their photo taken. And I was like, what is, I literally had to go home and just kept un had to unpack that, like why I didn't get it. And, you know, cause I just kept saying to myself someday, these kids are going to be grown and they're going to go looking for a picture of you. And what are they going to find? And is it going to be a lot of this and the value of how little value they placed on that just broke my heart. <laughs> it did. I do, I do a lot of this. So all my pictures are like this. Yeah, and I feel like my kids are gonna be like, "What is that? What is that?" <laughs> California. <I look> back- <laughs> it's it's rock paper scissors, and he's all yeah. scissors. Like- it's like scissors. <laughs> I'm really into scissors. I love it. <laughs> no, but Katie, let me ask you this: Did what was like the weirdest request for a picture? Because Cuff Daddy has a picture of his child when they're a baby, and like oh, across yeah. his arm. To show oh, off my, his guns. Oh my god, I had so I had one that I refused to do one time. These they were like these. It was like a young couple. This is gonna blow your mind. And I was like, I'm not doing it. I'm not putting my name <laughs> oh, on. God. it. I know it's a hard no. Um, they were like super granola crunchy outdoorsy people. Like they loved the flannels. They loved the camping. They loved the whatever. And they brought a makeshift fireplace and they were like, let's put the baby on the fire. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, how about no? How about absolutely not? Like not going to happen. Yeah, that was really weird. So luckily, because I really dialed into the mom and her energy I really kind of had to unpack that. And I said, you know what? I feel very called to like address just these women. And so I pointed my business at convincing just them to do photo shoots of just them. And that was like the hardest sell in the whole wide world was to get them to fork over money and time and resource to have just their photo taken. But I promised them that when they came to my studio, that I would give them this world-class experience, that they would feel like a Chanel model and that their kids would have these amazing photographs of them when they were older. And I think because I kind of positioned it, like your kids will thank you later. That's why they like, I could get them at least in the door. And then 
when they went through that experience, they walked in sort of very vulnerable, naked, afraid, like, why am I here? And then they would sit in the makeup chair, have this amazing experience. And then they were like sauntering out like Beyonce by the end of the day. It was the most magical thing to witness a woman just bloom like that in a matter of hours. And I knew that I had kind of unlocked the niche that was meant for me. And so I did that for like six, seven years, lots and lots of women. And I decided to take my show on the road. I'm a single mom. I have three children. So like kissing my babies goodbye and being like, I'm going on like a tour of nine cities. I'm going to find something that's going to help me break out of my, my network or my market. I'm going to, I just felt like I was going on my sort of eat, pray, love. Like I, I'm going to keep shooting, but I'm going to shoot in all these different cities and try to tap into new, new worlds. And that was difficult at that time because my babies were very young, but I did it anyway. And the second to the last city that I was on, on that tour, I ran into this makeup company and the woman that I was photographing was like in her mid fifties. And typically I would hire out the hair and makeup, but she was like, no, I can do it myself. And I was like, okay, like, you know, I I was like, this is going to go bad, but fine, do your own makeup. And the makeup that she wore was the makeup company that I ended up like getting involved with that day. And that really was the thing that I was looking for because that sort of took the business that I had and evolved it into what I have now, which is I knew that I could only impact maybe 15 women a month doing photography, but now with social media and makeup, like I can, it's the world is my oyster. I can impact as many women as will pay attention to me. So it really just scaled everything much larger. So Cuff Daddy is my 50 year old woman that like fulfilled me so that I'm I'm, I'm so, so inspired. <laughs> I'm so inspired. <laughs> but I want to do that. That's awesome. That was an awesome story. Yeah. Uh, but- let me tell you though, putting my own face on, on the internet, what I had to like shotgun a beer before I did it. I was oh. so nervous. I, I truly was like, well, you know, you just go through all the imposter syndrome. I'm like, I'm a photographer, not a makeup artist. No woman on earth is going to pay attention to me. You know, my whole feed was other people. You know, it wasn't me. And I'm like, every bitch in this little town is going to run straight. And there's going to just, it's going to be wild. About, Who does she think she is? She's so vain. Oh my Started God. Like, you. It was yeah. so, yeah, I was so nervous about trying to be a professional. So I didn't try. I just went on there and was like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing, but like, if I can do this, you can do it. And I think that (laughs) where people find success online is they're like white people that dance anyway. You know what I mean? They know they look ridiculous, but they're like, fuck it. I'm going to do it anyway. And so, yeah, I mean, as long as they're real, I mean, everybody wants some real shit. Like they want it real. Yeah. Yeah. That's why that little boy that like, sang the corn song like went viral because he wasn't <laughs> trying to impress anybody. And so that's really I think the other key is show up, be yourself, you know, and don't don't try to be something that you're not, you know? And if you don't know how then don't try to pretend you know how cuz everybody can smell bullshit a mile away. Well, everything that we're about on this show is literally like if we were sitting at a bar and you sat down with us what would we talk about? What would we bullshit? Just have a good yeah. time. Get to know somebody. But what you said is really interesting because I have two daughters, my oldest mm-hmm. and my youngest. So my oldest will be 16 this year. My youngest will be 11. And I love what you're doing because if I was to tell my oldest who just got an Instagram, you got to follow Katie Martin. I would love that because Number one, Aww. it's going to give her self-confidence. It's going to give her self-worth. It's going to make her feel important. She's going to feel empowered. And so it's really interesting. I just looked right now, 122,000 followers. So you are empowering so many people. And oh, I love that because thank you. You know, that's where I want Eden and Lily to go look and just be like, look at this one. Oh, thank you so much. That really means so much to me. I have a 13-year-old daughter myself and a 15-year-old son and a 10-year-old son. And, and you know, social media, the world is changing. I mean, they can see everything. We talked, you guys talked to, touched on this in the episode that I was just listening to about like catching snippets of movies that are just so much more than they really need to be watching at their age. And they're just confronted so quickly with um, stimuli. Like they're mm-hmm. just, it's and it's so fast and their attention spans are being reduced to this like 15 second 
attention span. And, um, and so, yeah, I, I really do take my role. I, I think that there is a possibility for someone, and I hope that this someone is me, to exist in the beauty space and also be sort of the antidote to the the grossness that the beauty space is. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not trying to put a mask on anyone. It's about um, if putting some makeup on, because I watched this happen with these women that would come in for these photo shoots. I knew a lot of what was going on in terms of them like blooming into these confident women was because they suddenly felt at ease, like, oh, I don't have to worry about how my hair looks. My hair looks fucking great. And now my face looks great. Like I don't, I I can kind of lay those burdens down and like just be myself and connect with the photographer. It was up to me to just pull that authentic them out of them because they weren't so paranoid about how their hair and makeup looked. Right. So I knew that part of that process of becoming was going to happen in that chair. So for me, I'm like, I just want them to feel that whatever that is like, that feeling, they can have that feeling every day. A professional doesn't have to do their makeup. If I am a photographer, a complete dummy when it comes to makeup, like I didn't know anything about makeup when I started this. If I can do it and I can show them how to do it easily, then they can feel that feeling, the photo shoot ready feeling every day. That's what they should feel like. So that was the mission was how to help them feel confident. And beauty should never make someone feel inferior. inferior. They, it just should not. It should feel, it should be something that makes you feel your best. Um, so thank you. I'm so excited. I, I hope your daughters do follow me. I hope they message me and say hi. I'd love to meet them. Oh, for sure. For sure. I mean, they have strong female role models, but those are the ones that are innate, you know, mm-hmm. you know, mom, mm-hmm. grandma, yeah, you know, whatever. Yeah. But it's nice to have an outsider who just says, look, look at what you can accomplish. and and if plan A, like you for photographer, went a direction, it's okay to switch gears because yeah, our, I think our it was kids a pivot. Are, yeah, our, our kids well, are so of- used to being told you got to do this, you got to pick what you're going to study, you got to figure out what you're going to do in college, and then you got to stick with it. My daughter was telling me today, Dad, I'm not sure what I want to do. I'm like, it's okay. You're not even mm-hmm. 16. Well, mm-hmm. I think I want to do this. Great, try it. If you hate it, switch. She's like, I can. So yeah. that's great. <laughs> well, go ahead. Go ahead. Speaking of pivoting, I wanted to ask you. So you have a podcast too, right? I just launched it. I just I saw. launched it like What's a it minute called? ago. And it's kind of the same premise. I mean, I met my girlfriend, Karen, on Instagram. You know, it's it's wild what happens with the algorithm when you have a short pixie haircut. Like, <laughs> I would say... Um, 85% of the women that I color match with my makeup business all have pixie haircuts. That is not an accident. That is the algorithm at work. And so that's really amazing data when you're, you know, in business and you're gathering data about like your metrics and things like that. That is something that is such a standout for me. So, you know, I think talking about the various pieces and parts of your life, aside from just what your business is, like you guys are here, like you, you're surgeons, but you do these other things. And that's just as important as far as attracting the right, like posse and their right attention and the right community to you is to talk about those other things. So for me, the hair was like a thing that other women found me because of that. They found me for the haircut. They stayed for the makeup. But Karen was just this exceptional person. And I just, it was almost like I, you know, in the movie, The Parent Trap, where they're like, I, I, you look like me and that's so weird. And so our podcast is called Separated at Birth because through the process of just DMing each other over a period of time and then meeting in person one time and then, you know, the rest is history on our like best friend. We have the same birthday. We both have three kids. We're both, um, uh, we, we both, um, you know, are in our late 40s and divorced love Halloween. We get our hair cut by the same guy. Like there's a million weird like similarities to the point where we felt like we were separated at birth. And you know, when you have these great conversations with your friends, you're like, man, we should record this, man, we should do a podcast. So that was kind of what happened. So where That's is awesome. she? Is she, she lives near in you? Dallas. I, oh, I live, I live in Florida and she lives yep. in Dallas. So again, it's a long distance, um, podcast. So but see, let me ask you, does, is it, you said Karen? Karen. Yeah. Okay. So does Karen understand how time works in different time zones? 
because Danny does not. Oh, <laughs> well, lucky for her, I live in that really, really weird part of Florida where I'm on Central Time, and oh, what about so is she. Mountain Time, like those these Mountain Time people, just drive me nuts. Like, thank God the, you don't live in Arizona. Like, you'd never know what time it was there because they <laughs> yeah. they don't observe anything. So it's like sometimes they do it and sometimes they don't do it. So it's great because I just like mess you up. We I just record. like to be California centric and be annoying and just pretend like we're the only ones that exist sometimes. Oh, but it's so <laughs> funny because we'll record. So it's it's obviously 10 o'clock Eastern time right now. It's seven o'clock for him. Yeah. And we'll say what time we're going to do. And it's the same fucking time every time. And he'll be like, is that Pacific? <laughs> I'm like, you dumb shit. <laughs> yes. So I know that you have surgeries on Tuesdays, right? Uh, yeah. Yes. How do you know? You we Do talk. you both have surgery on Tuesday? So you're keeping yeah. this guy up all night, huh? Yeah. Doing the podcast, even though he's got to be in surgery in the morning. He doesn't believe in sleep. Kind of so I have a shit is that I have <laughs> a sleep routine. He doesn't need sleep. So I, I need my eight hours. I do the whole thing. I have like a little a little net. Uh, what's it called? A hatch. And I, it plays music and whistles and shit. Do you have you seen those things? No, but that sounds adorable. <laughs> so then when I wake up, my wife hates it. When I wake up, it's like the Empire Sun, and it's like really orange in the room. And then it's like, and the flute wakes me up. But it's like, wow. when you, but when you wake up, it's so much better than like that crazy alarm. So you kind of just like yeah. wake up night. But that's huge, and like it totally affects my mood and like how I feel that day. So like I got hooked on it. So then like I'm all into this like sleep hygiene thing. I have a lot of questions for you doctors about this. <laughs> I have a lot of questions myself because I can't sleep to this day. You don't? I suck at sleeping. I'm the worst. You have the whoop band, right? I bought this aura ring in April and I'm obsessed with tracking my sleep. Yeah, I'm wearing mine now. Do you get good sleep? I I did. I was in the 90s for the first time last night in my life. I I woke up. I was so excited. (laughs) So that's the thing that worries me because when I have bad nights of sleep, I feel like I'm such a failure. I'm like, oh, here we go. I, I slept you know what's like really shit. psycho is I have in my plan in my day planner. I'll mark off. I have this goal of sleeping um, more than twenty nights at a at seven hours or more to see yeah, if dude. I could do it. I have not done it one time in but my that's life. That's that wellness shit. Like I'm telling you, I, like Sheree makes fun. I'm all about the sleep. I There's had to back it off I... from 20 days to 15 days. I still can't even make 15 days a month over seven hours a night. Can't do, do I, it. Uh, I'm in bed even if I wanted to for seven hours. I just can't do it. So when I do these <laughs> bedtime when, teas. You got to get some teas. I okay. need all kinds of shit. Is it like CBD, CBD or melatonin? I've, I've tried it all. I've tried it all. I've tried yeah. melatonin. No, it's like, I've tried it's chamomile. Tulsi Indian tea. And then, you know, you just drink the tea and, you know, it just helps you go to sleep. I drank tea before a podcast one day, and, and Shreve got pissed because I was super chill. Oh my god! He comes down and goes, and, and you know he's usually super hyper, and he's and he's just like, "Yeah, who's our guest tonight?" I'm like, "Dude, I'm gonna need you to wake up." And he's like, and it was like this like guy with a ton of energy, and he's just like, "Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be good." Yeah, I'm like, "No, up. it's not That's gonna so be good." Funny. I need you to fucking so, wake up. So. Shreve, do you go to bed at like 10 and then wake up at two and can't go back to sleep? Is that the problem or? I'm all over the place. I'll try. Well, I, I did figure this out. One of the keys to me sleeping well is hydration. And yeah, and my days in the OR, when I wake up and I go room to room back and forth and I don't drink, I don't eat. And then it's like three in the afternoon. I'm like, shit, I haven't done anything today. I try to catch yeah. up with water and I sleep like shit. Mm. any booze I sleep like shit if i eat too late yeah eat too late any mm-hmm. booze and nah, yeah it is terrible it, it will show you like it breaks it down probably your aura does too where it'll show you light sleep awake mm-hmm. you know rem and deep sleep and so you yep. have your four and the problem that i always find is if i drink deep sleep and rem gone gone gone, gone. So, yeah it's terrible. And like, and then I travel quite a bit and then I yeah. always look and I'm like, shit, 1% recovery. And I'll, I've had those like oh, no. 10 times. Oh, three days ago, I was in San Francisco. I'm actually in Florida right now. 
And <laughs> yeah, I, went, I was in Michigan at, back home for all of like 20 hours to fly back out to Florida. And I had 3% that night in San Francisco. And then I what slept on- What do you do the, to recover? Like a IV? I wish. I should probably do that. But yeah. that's my problem. I would love for the, the beautiful sun. <laughs> I want the <laughs> sun to open up. There? I know. Some, uh, terrible. What's the other know. thing? Um, begins with a G. Um, Ginkgo biloba? No, no, no. It goes in an IV. Um, I don't know. We're orthopedists. We don't know shit it, it, about IV. It burns out, and like you have to, you have to take it in uh, intravenously. You can't ingest it. It's. Oh, um, I don't even know what that is. It starts with a G. It's not yeah, in my wellness with... routine. Oh, it'll. It, it's. It's like. It's like the fountain of youth. I'll, 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 I'll message Glutathione? Yeah, glutathione. That's what it is. Glutathione. Hey. Look at that. Daddy for the win. But I will tell Wait. you this. I love what you guys are saying. I've tried damn near everything. Nothing works. But it, I'm going to still try. Because I, I need to. Because I'm, I'm 50. You- and I want to, to see, you know, 80, 85. And at this point, you know, I'm not going to. So I need, I need to tighten it up. <laughs> To figure out what the hell to do, because I want the sun to wake me up in the morning like this orange glow. It's just I'm awake at three He's with like, my I'm eyes not open no alarm. The bougie alarm clock, but I just yeah. want nature to do it. Wait, I want to know, Katie, now that he's talking about wellness and we're going to try to get him woke, uh, what are your like top three like wellness things that you like to do, like supplement wise that like, okay. you know, you need like just three, your top three? Yeah, I, I'm I'm starting to learn more about biohacking. Um, so I take an NAD supplement. It's called NAD Regen. It's really good. It's really, really good. That's like a whole cellular health supplement. So I take that. <clears throat> and then I take a marine collagen that's a liquid um, daily, twice a day. That has helped huge. the skin, huge. hair, nails, and all that? Well, oddly, I, I had a thyroid issue, and I took, like, just thyroid medication for, like, 13 years. And then when I started taking collagen, I just stopped taking my thyroid medication, and I feel fantastic. Um, I love so that. that. I hate Western medicine. I do, too. I, I really I do. A, that's why I became a surgeon, because that was the only thing in medicine where I could actually see what I did, and I fixed something. Mm-hmm. Everything else just seemed to kind of, like, drag shit on. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I I love uh, Zach Bush. Do you do you follow him, Doctor Bu- Zach Bush? Oh no, my I gosh. like this guy uh, McGregor. He writes that he does this book right here, How Not to Age, How Not oh, to Die. Yeah, yeah, and he's like on Game Changers and stuff. But he breaks down like different foods, like you know, like extending your telomeres so you live longer. And I'm really into kind of brain health because Alzheimer's runs in my family, so I mm-hmm. eat a lot of like blueberries. Like I try not to eat processed sugars and. You know, because I don't want to like lose my memory. And I always tell my kids, like, you know, make sure you like show me pictures. Like if I start to lose my memory, because it's kind of scary. I feel like that could come for me too. I get nervous about that. My memory. I feel like I have certain blank spots, (laughs) empty spots already. And I'm like, oh no. Um, (laughs) You know, what's interesting. If you guys, so do you drink alcohol at all, Danny? I'm day 61 sober. California sober or sober sober? No comment. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> um, no, Wait, that's he great. said that too. He said that too, and I've never heard that before. He, what, what did you call it, Sharif? You call it Hollywood sober or something? Yeah. <laughs> well, no, I mean, I just try. I tried to give up alcohol, and then we had so we had Sully on, and he was um, he was like a, a sober coach for like athletes, and I told him I was sober curious, and he like got in my head, and I was like forget mm-hmm. it and then so i've been going pretty strong i went six months one time but i'm really trying to like not drink ever yeah again. i mean i feel like i'm the type of person that i if i'm having like a nice meal and there's a beverage that would perfectly go with that meal i'll want to do it or if it's if i'm somewhere special like gin martini i'm i'm, I'm down but i don't drink at home like i i took all the alcohol out of my house, like just because I, I'm 46 and I'm like, I drink and I am like, I just feel like shit. And yeah. I'm like, it is not worth it. It messes it's with your sleep. It. Messes with yeah. your sleep. It messes with everything. I, I don't, I don't <laughs> sleep. And then it just, it's just a sabotage. It's complete sabotage. So anyway, and then, I And then you're a mess for two or that. three days. Wait till you turn 50. It's like the one day becomes two days. 
to it's recover. Terrible. It's the worst. But you're you're absolutely right, though. I mean, I think, and I, I do fuck with Danny all the time. But the reality <laughs> is absolutely right with everything. Maybe like I really like what you said. If I'm going to go to dinner and a, a nice wine's going to go well, or I'm yeah. going to have a cocktail with a friend, great, done. Yeah. But I don't need to come home from work and have a cocktail. That's just not me. I think and, the idea of being like, I'm going to go hardcore sober the rest of my life, that fucking scares me. Because I'm like, you know what? A little champagne for a good occasion. That's a good idea. You know, That's I just, what happened I don't last think, time, though. I don't think I can do that. I was so good. I went six months and like, I was just, I felt amazing. And I was like, and I love beer. And I was like, mm-hmm. I'm just going to have a beer. And oh, then God. it turned into beer like. Beer can taste so good sometimes. And then I, like, and then I fell off the wagon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know and then all yeah. you know and our friends i mean we like to party we go out a lot and stuff mm-hmm. so it, you know it's just like a thing i just think i'm getting older and i want to kind of like you know mm-hmm. just not do it that's all mm-hmm. is it terrible yeah. that the liquor store by my house is called off the wagon <laughs> i'm like that's the greatest name I'm that's like, so that's bad it's, yeah. it's horrible like, but it's a great name it's like, like me again <laughs> yeah they're like hi they're like hey sharif welcome back i'm like Ugh. yeah <laughs> no, it's cool. I mean, I could get if somebody said you have to give up alcohol or candy. Oh, I gave up candy a long time ago. You did? When I gave up soda. Oh, yeah. I, I am the worst because I have like, um, uh, like mini Reese's peanut butter cups in my freezer. Yeah, and they're like little, and I'm like, ooh. Every yeah, time I go in the f- freezer, I go, I go in there and I'll get one of. The- <laughs> I could not drink in my house for six months, easy, no problem. But it's it's the little candies and things like that that are around. And I have kids. And do you have kids? Do any yeah, have but kids? they're old. Oh, I have a He's kid in college. One going to college. Older. And How I got in the kid. hell? You look like you're in college. It's the veganism. See, you don't believe me. I'm telling you. <laughs> okay, H- cough it up. How old are you? I'm 40, going to be 43. Okay, okay, okay. And your oldest is how old? She's going to be 21. I mean, hey. Hey. (laughs) Some people do it the other way around and have kids in their 70s. I don't know how the hell they do that, but. Oh, I don't know. I think having kids is a young person's game. You know, I'm kind of tired now, and I like to sleep. And, like, Mm -hmm. a lot of my friends are having babies. God bless them. But, like, I just think about them not sleeping, and it's like, oh, man, like, you Mm -hmm. look tired. (laughs) <laughs> so what time I have a couple more questions about the sleep thing. Do yeah. you look at your phones before you go to bed? Number one. And number two, do you go? Yeah, you do. I, I'm sure if you do, don't I you? I try not to. You don't. I, I unless like I get it. Even it's I'll get a text when I'm when my phone's next to me. And mm-hmm. I do my best to not look at it. Unless, of course, I'm on call or something like that. Yeah. Because the second that blue light hits my eyes, I'm awake. Yeah. I'm awake no matter what. And it was funny. I just was reading a book and it's a it's a book with a, um, a Navy SEAL wrote. And he was talking about how he falls asleep when they're wherever. Yeah. And he's like, what he can he fall say? asleep in two minutes. And the way he does it, he puts his head down and he starts calming his body. He starts with his face and his jaw. And mm-hmm. then he calms that down to his neck, to his arms, to his legs. You know, so on and so mm-hmm. forth until he feels as though whether he's sleeping on the ground or rocks or a bed, mm-hmm. he's just he feels that his body is actually sinking into whatever he's laying on. And before he's oh, yeah. even there, he's asleep. So I've actually started trying to do that. And mm-hmm. it's actually helped. So like if I wake up in the middle of night or something like that, I'm like, shit, I'm like, I go yeah. through that little routine and I'm I'm getting pretty good at it. We used to do those guided meditations in Shavasana in yoga, hot yoga. The oh, hot yoga is gross. It's you so stinky like it? in there. No, oh, I went it's hot. to I my buddy it. Rafi took me and like you know I live in LA. He's like we gotta go to hot yoga. I was like okay, fine. Yeah. And like they closed. It was nasty, and I was like get oh, me yeah. out of here. <laughs> oh, it's gr- everyone's sweating and it's splashing everywhere. It's so yeah. gross. <laughs> and all the molecules are in the air, and you know they're like getting on your pores, and yeah. like you're sharing oh, yeah. molecules with everybody in that room. I just don't like it. <laughs> Community, baby. <laughs> well, speaking of yoga. Uh, we like to play games with people on our show, um, oh so I kind of make okay. them up as like the guest comes along. So I, I call this one WTF. What the fuck? On the first of WTF, we're basically going to, so I'm going to give you a word, and then this word <laughs> is either going to be a yoga pose or an 80s hairband. 
and you got to tell oh, me what, what it I is, okay? I don't know 80s hair. Okay, go ahead. Okay. I'll, I'll do my best. <laughs> I'll start with an easy one. Fallen Angel. Um, Band. A yoga pose or an 80s hair band? It's an 80s hair band. No, Fallen Angel is a yoga pose. It is? <laughs> I don't think it is. <laughs> okay, okay. What about Warrior? That's a yoga pose. Which one? It's both. One, one it's two, or both. three. <laughs> it's, it's a yoga yeah, pose it is and the 80s hair band. All right. What about okay, I'm um, doing it. King Cobra? Um, That's a yoga pose. Is it? I have mm-hmm. 80s hair band. No, Cobra is for sure. A... Mm-hmm. We need to get Bobby in here. Bobby. Oh, here he comes. What is this list, Bobby? <laughs> what do you mean? What is this list? King did Cobra. Did Bobby make the list? <laughs> uh, yeah, Danny's taking. He's taking credit for everything I did. I made up these games. <laughs> Bullshit! You guys are texting me an hour before the show starts. Hey, what game are we playing? Do something. Like, <laughs> hey, Katie, That's I funny. actually wow. Katie, my idea was actually pretty funny, and I found it online. It was yoga or sex position. And yet, that's, was... that sounds way more. It's probably for your listener. They're gonna. That's clickbait right there. Oh, for sure. <laughs> for you, sure. Do you guys hear the way she said that? She said for your listener, singular. Yes. Oh, because she didn't show this No, so well, so I I vetted all this out. King Cobra. 80s hair Well, band. yeah, I think that there's just regular <laughs> Cobra and... Banshee. I, I had to make it difficult. All That's right? a Banshee. sex position. Oh. <laughs> I don't know Banshee as a yoga position that I know of. Danny. Oh, shit. Well, whatever, Bobby. We, it's officially <laughs> off Maybe the it's rail. in that karmic tantric yoga book that you have. So hold on, sidebar for a second. Uh, Katie, what what kind of yoga did you go through teacher training for? So I just did a, like a Hatha yoga. It's kind okay. of the alley cat of all yoga. Um, <clears throat> so we touched on, um, you know, there's like Bikram and um, it's it's basically just a Hatha yoga. It's just like a gen- general yoga. Okay. So my wife did teacher training. I mean, this was probably 15 years ago or so. Mm-hmm. Uh, she did it in Anusara. And um, yeah. And I don't know details, so I'm not going to get like too far into this mm-hmm. without knowing everything. But there was like a huge like sex cult scandal at the top of like the Anusara yoga teacher training thing that like she would tell me all about. It was nuts. Like, yeah, there was people that, you know, kind of act as, acted as like gatekeepers of information and you mm-hmm. had to sort of, I don't know, impress them, <laughs> get the knowledge. Imagine if medical school worked that way. No, that's how it is. (laughs) So, yeah, um, nothing like that in the school that I went to. Um, The woman that I went to, she it was in Baltimore. I lived in Maryland for a long time before I lived in Florida. And she was an incredible. She actually became a yogi. She fell out of a two story window during college, like drunk and uh, had to have seven spinal fusions. in her 20s and she was like well i'm either going to be like in a wheelchair and barely mobile or i could dedicate my life to keeping my my mobility up and she's like four foot ten maybe 90 pounds soaking wet wears these little glasses and she had this big energy but was very quiet and you, you would like walk in and you're like teacher you know the respect of this woman um, because she opened all these yoga studios. She opened, I think like 13 different yoga studios was a big property owner in the Baltimore area. So she was just a badass like businesswoman. And then she ended up cashing in and selling all her um, studios to like yoga works, which is a big yoga conglomerate. You probably have a yoga works in your town. Um, And she paints, lives in the Coachella Valley. She's an amazing artist too. So, but practices has a you know personal practice. Goes to like sits in an ashram once a year with like the monks and all the things, and keeps herself very very dialed in to the ancient history of the practice. So, you know, Westernized yoga is sort of bastardized of what it really is. 
So just like Western medicine, right, Cuff Daddy? <laughs> Yes. I feel like you're you're going to be a hard guest to beat because this has been an awesome uh, oh, podcast. Gosh. Well, I could talk to you <laughs> fellas all night. This is fun for me too. So I, I really truly came on here and I'm like, man, this is cool. Like you meet somebody on an airplane and you're like, ah, let's keep in touch or whatever. And here we are. And I'm like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing here, but this is going to be fun. So yeah, and, we and, had a very and- great, lively conversation in the 45 minutes on the plane. I'm like, this will be easy. So. And to double down on that too, uh, Katie did email me earlier today just to check that we were still on. And she's like, hey, do you want me to send over anything for the show? Like, do you need a bio? Do you need this? And I, I was like, I don't know what the fuck this show is. Like, <laughs> and, and she sent something back. She's like, all right, I'm, I'm ready to go. Like, yeah. all bells and whistles. Like, Baptism let's go. This so. by fire. I love it. This is, I feel this very This is the show. We just fucking hang out with cool people and talk about random shit. And people learn stuff on accident. And then they come back for more. They do. That is the epitome of our show. And it's so, so like, good. when we met, I didn't look at you and be like, can I have your headshot and maybe a bio? And then we'll figure it out if I'm going to talk to you on this flight. As if you remember the guy to my left, somehow I ended up. So I'm, I hate to admit this, but I'm diamond million milers. So I get upgraded all the time. That particular flight, I was in a middle seat next to you in and comfort guy, plus in comfort plus and the he guy was... next to me is literally lean, like sleeping on my shoulder so i'm kind of leaning into you and i think that's how like i bumped into you and that's how i think we just started talking <laughs> it was it was great it was, it was great it was, it was meant to happen flight. yeah it was, it was meant to happen but he was he was slumming it in uh in comfort plus with me <laughs> i know it was fine it was fine it was great no but it, i'm glad it happened because we actually another guy we another guest we had I met on a flight and it's like I one of two things is going on one I'm flying too much or two I only meet people on flights so it's one of the two or maybe both I was thinking about that because I thought the two places that I've met interesting people yourself included it's either it's either on a flight um or if you're sitting at the bar in a nice restaurant you meet very, I have met interesting individuals because I think if you're at a nice restaurant and you're at a table, nobody's coming up to you to make small talk. But if you're at a nice restaurant and you're at the bar and you're, that's when you meet an interesting person. I could, I could see that. I'll add one more because I golf a lot, but at a golf Mm, course as well, if you get paired up with somebody sometimes, but I'm looking forward to listening to your pod. I want to hear what your banter is. And who yeah. knows? Maybe we'll be guests on yours. I know. I was going to say, we need to have you you fellas on our podcast. I think it would be awesome to have, you know, some masculine energy and, and talent in your fields. And I'm sure the listeners would probably want to ask a million questions. So maybe what I'll do is poll my audience before before you guys come on so we can pepper you with medical questions we actually <laughs> called our one female listener earlier and that's where we got most of our questions for you so <laughs> well you thank your mom for me <laughs> oh wow no she's <laughs> she would love you no but katie thanks so much for coming oh, gosh. on you're my awesome. pleasure guys i had a great time and we'll talk thanks. soon we'll keep in touch okay. for sure and and we can't wait to come on yours i know i'm excited we'll do <laughs> it <laughs> Bye. All right. Good night, guys. Bye. You got to keep going on planes. I feel like the best the best guests we have are from your plane adventure. So I'm all for just finding your weekly flights. But make sure you sit on cool planes and go to cool places so you meet cool people. I promise I'll keep doing it. And I go out of my way. Like I have to like I'm going to start making it a rule. Like I have to meet somebody on every flight. Or just you gotta wear we gotta wear merch now. Just wear the merch, Podstar merch. I know, easy. I know. Well, what's funny is I flew back from San Francisco the other night, and I took a red eye, and I I look next to me, and it's this lady, and she's got this like big thing draped over her, and I'm like, what is going on? It's either she's breastfeeding or something's happening. All she was doing was like making it really dark for her like three month old or four month old. I'm like. This is a 10.30 flight. I'm going to land at 6 a.m. Michigan time with the time change, and I'm going to go right to work. This is a problem. This kid better not cry. The kid was a fucking angel. Never cried at all. 
I was so lucky. This kid. So when I woke up in the morning, I was, I looked over. The kid's asleep. He slept just as much as I did on that flight. It was you great. You went straight to work? That's crazy. I, I ran home to take a quick shower and then went to work. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. See, well, I, I amaze you. You amaze me. That's you're an amazing person. Thanks, everybody, for listening to our amazing show that we had for you tonight. Uh, it's your boy, Cuff Daddy, signing out. Uh, it's I'm a podstar, not a doctor. Peace. And, and I'm the American Pharaoh. Find us where you find your socials and find us wherever you find your podcast. Looking forward to having you around next week. Peace. Trying to get a lot of dough. Anything is possible. Turn me up in the headphone. Yeah, grind it, get a lot of dough and dirt the water obstacles, cause anything is possible. Yeah. Oh man, I got a lot of gold, stack that bread and buy my nose, anything is possible. Yeah, grind it, get a lot of dough and dirt the water obstacles, cause anything is possible. Oh man, I got a lot of gold, stack that bread and buy my nose, anything is possible. The views and opinions expressed in this program are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of any entities they represent.